Welcome to the live action Star Wars. I'm Ralph. I'm James. And today we are discussing Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return. I'm glad you wrote it down because I couldn't remember the title of it. I didn't write it down. Okay, it's just... And I was going to say, it's it's up there. I was like, oh, what is it called? Return of the Jedi? That might be a fun (laughs) bit. And then I was like, oh no, I title all the the streams Mm -hmm. are right up there. So that for future reference, I'll make sure I get the titles correct. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> okay. It's, it feels so, like it's been a while. Again, it's one of those ones where, like, weeks. now that we're, now that weeks. we're sort of back to every two weeks for at least a little I, bit, it feels like so long. It does. It does. It feels like a long time. I mean, and the fact that I've I've started another podcast and released two episodes of it as well in that time also feels like a long time. But okay. the first one. He said it so much in this documentary. Um, oh, yeah. The, the, <laughs> but not, he said it once where it, he, when he said it, he just said it as conversation, mm-hmm. but stopped and acknowledged what he just said and smiled. It was that wink. That like, it was, a, that a it was wink. like, yeah. I, I just made a reference. I'm not going to bring it up, but you could tell that he, he knew what he was, that he said a yeah. long time. Okay. But yeah, it's only been two weeks. Yeah. Um, which was our old schedule. Our old schedule yeah. was every other yeah, week. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then the data link kind of just um, uh, just didn't happen last week. Kind of last minute. I was like fully prepared to do one. And I probably could have done it. But mm-hmm. like it's been it's been just like, you know, working on this documentary. We're kind of getting into the crunch time as far as um, needing to wrap up shooting. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're following Getting Lost Doc on any of the socials and stuff, you've You've seen a ramp up for sure. Like you can tell yeah. that you guys are going hard at the moment. Yeah. We already have a hot take in the chat from Chase yeah. that says the show is terrible. Uh, but uh, Vivia Lyra Blair did a good job as young Leia. I will agree with one of those things and maybe disagree with another. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the same as you, Ralph. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll find out which one is which. <laughs> Wouldn't it be yeah. weird if we were flipped? We just hated the little girl. <laughs> <laughs> um uh let me i need to bring up some notes because i did take some notes um and then but it's been yeah so it, it feels like it's been forever but but yeah you released uh along with liz top 10 tacos which i yeah. believe the first episode went up like the day of you your 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 teaser went up we Your released trailer the teaser went up, and then a like couple the day of days after we later. recorded. Yeah, yeah, that went up, and then a, a couple of days after that, we we recorded and released the first episode, and then, yeah. uh yeah, yesterday, Tuesday, we second episode of that just dropped. So yeah, if you if you yeah. like tacos, if you like two Brits talking about Mexican food, uh, then go and subscribe. It should be everywhere: uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, are your main ones. But I think you can find it in the other places as well. You should be able to. If you can't, drop yeah. me a message um, on socials. If you're on Blue Sky, everyone can be on Blue Sky now. So just drop yeah. me a message there or send me a message on Live Action Star Wars and I'll find yeah. it and I will try and make sure it's on your podcatcher of choice if and you want to listen. And if you if you want to the to log into Live Action Star Wars and post on our behalf, it's the same password. I uh, yeah I, I really should I now that I'm using I'm, I am ramping up Blue Sky a little bit more um, I'm still not on there all the time but yeah. I don't know just switching between accounts just feels like a, it's like one step too many they're, they're, I think 
every update they're refining it just, a little bit. But. Yeah, the switch accounts you just press down on your little avatar at the bottom Can and you it'll bring press? up the menu. Yeah. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. All right. Yeah. Cool. I've got like well, I've got like twelve accounts. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was gonna <laughs> say it must be a pain otherwise. Um yeah, the, I, I will add it. It might just be one of those things where you get around yeah. the notification to your phone with a someone's trying to log in and then just be like, yeah, that's that yeah. <laughs> my advice for people who use Twitter slash X and are trying to move away from that. What I've done is my suggestion is put your blue sky app on your phone where Twitter exactly currently is. Yep. And then when you go to hit that thing and it's nice and blue with the white logo. So it looks like the old Twitter icon. You just, you'll click it with muscle memory. Yep. It'll open up and you'll just see like nicer people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Less That's exactly what I did. I, I buried, I buried the old Twitter app like deep into a yeah. third page in a folder. And I was like, it's still there yeah. for the occasional like DMS that we have to send or like people that we've only got as contacts through that. Um, but I'm slowly trying to sort of migrate those contacts to elsewhere so that we don't. I thought I could just be done with it. Yeah, the the, the I, I I have it on my second page because mm-hmm. I, we have like five thousand followers on getting lost yeah. in a half. To I was going to say you got a documentary to, there to do that, and mm-hmm. but I've been doing like live action Star Wars. I don't think I posted about this episode. It's still going there. Okay, uh, yeah. it's on the live stream still going there, but yeah. I would love to get a live stream going to blue sky, but if you're on blue sky and you see the post about this episode, you can just hit play and then you'll see us live whenever it goes yeah, live. Yeah. It just doesn't, just doesn't do a like a notification. So whatever. But you don't, we, we've both had codes for like ages now, but if you, if you've been waiting for it to go public and like any of that, cool. Join it's, it's available yeah. now for everyone. So it's yeah. fun. It's nice. Keep it fun and nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Um, we're not here to talk about social media though, or my other podcast. We're here to talk about Obi Wan Kenobi. Right, right. Um, so we watched the documentary uh, Obi Wan Kenobi: A Jedi's Return. Uh, not groundbreaking, not earth shattering, um, no. but luckily not as uh, like they didn't Repetitive. like. It was not. It wasn't like the Mandalorian ones, which I I found like. I, after seeing one of them, I was like, okay, cool. This was fine. This was good. After yeah. seeing the second one, I was like, that's sort of very similar, but okay, this is fine. After the third one, I'm like, I just don't need to see these anymore. I'm done with it. Like, wow, that sounds like my exact trajectory watching The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, yeah. Yeah, I thought you were <laughs> going to say that. <laughs> uh, but, but, but the thing is, this made me want to rewatch Obi Wan because yeah, me too. like come to think of it i've been thinking about all the star wars tv shows and the whole time i've been saying like mandalorian feels a little bit aimless it's sure it's a it's a sort of a procedural and mm-hmm. it's not really serialized but it does feel like when they try to do serialized stuff it's pretty aimless it doesn't feel very nice compact and cohesive it doesn't quite hit the mark um Just impacted uh, on the surface <laughs> the uh ahsoka series um, felt more cohesive, felt like a singular story for me fell apart at the end. Mm-hmm. And or it's his own beast has three, three episode arcs that are pretty much perfect, like individual stories. Yep. And it's great. And then Obi-Wan 
it's a complete story. It feels like it has a singular point of beginning, middle, yep. of end. Uh, uh, there's there's maybe some things to to nitpick about, but that's even Andor has stuff to nitpick about. Yep. Um, but I got to say, like, I need to rewatch it because I'm thinking maybe I didn't appreciate Obi Wan as much as I should. I think it's been it's been so long now. It's not been that long, but it feels like it's been so I long know, now. But it. And the, I feel like just the internet and the general consensus around Obi-Wan was, ah, oh, that was crap, wasn't it? And that, like, no matter what you felt about it at the time, I don't think I ever really thought that, but no matter how no. much you enjoyed it and how much we've enjoyed it and talked about it, it seems to be that that general consensus just permeates through. And so it, in the back of your mind, you're just like, oh, yeah, that was a bit of a letdown, wasn't it? When in actual fact, I think back on it, and I've really enjoyed it start to finish. Yes, I do think it would have been much better as a movie. Uh, yeah, but one hundred percent, a two and a half hour movie and perfect. I think it would have been absolutely amazing. But I really enjoy it as a series. Well, can I bring this? How about I bring this to the table? So we were went to go see Wonka, um, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I, mm-hmm. I really, it made me happy. And that's all I want these days from my entertainment is to be I was going to say, it's the opposite of me going to see an Iron Claw, which made me weep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I didn't say Wonka didn't make me weep. Um, different, probably I'm a for different old, reasons. I'm a big old softy for, you know, the original movie yeah. and the book. Yeah. It's probably the only book I've read more than once. Wow. Um, <laughs> I don't read. I really yeah, don't I know. Read. I knew that. I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm struggling getting through uh, for the past two years. I've been trying to read From Russia With Love through an audiobook okay even that i'm on chapter 15 of i don't know whatever i I think i have like three hours left uh i I had it set and i was going to listen to it on my plane trip to hawaii and i like listened to like two chapters um it's not a good one like like it's uh, it's the one where where jfk put it on his top 10 favorite reading list of 1960, whatever. And that's kind of what blew up James Bond. But I'm like, I've listened to the, like the over first, there, like I think four. it was probably already a big deal over here. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I listened to the well, first five know. and they're like way better than from Russia with love. Wow. Like, I like them way more. Um, anyway. Uh, uh, so Wonka, the point was mm-hmm. we saw Wonka and at the beginning of Wonka, they had uh, trailers for, Turning Red, Soul, and Luca. Okay. Um, oh, because they're all coming the back Pixar to the theaters over there, aren't they? Yeah. But they're they're they've never been in theaters. That's it. It's all the ones that they, they they're in the theater sent. for the first time. So I was like, thinking about one? it. Mm. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe amp up the effects or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's do, it. I do, think do, like the little it, sweetening of it. It it came out in such a time when it's Deborah Chow was the showrunner. And she'd just come off of Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett sort of Mm -hmm. time when they were going hard into the volume and they don't, they don't bring up the volume Mm -hmm. once, which I love that they don't mention it really. Like it's there and it's in so much of the shots and it's, they're using it in this documentary the way that like, I'd like to experience it where it's like stepping into it as a, as a viewer, as someone who can go and take it in like a museum piece. Like I want to go to, the whatever museum probably the george lucas museum where like they could have a volume <laughs> soundstage right like that would be amazing but right. they're using that and they're using that for this footage of ewan and then ewan and hayden like 
backlit to it and it's so good it's so effective but and you see the behind the scenes shots of it being used and implemented in the filming and it's always super impressive it's really really amazing impressive kit but then you see the shots when they're actually out in the real world and you go there it is that's super cool that's nice they've built these sets they've built this town They've got Hayden out in the desert and he's saying that he can't see Ewan McGregor because he's 200 meters away and yeah. like he he just has to wave to him to get his eye and stuff like that. I and then the look like of that joy. <laughs> that look of joy, but like that adds something to it, I think. And that's so nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you do lose that. And I think some of the problems that we had with Obi-Wan were the the smallness of like the, but, the Jabim rebel base and some of the other stuff where it felt yeah. small. But to put in perspective though, these two guys were used to working on nothing but green screens. Exactly. And, and in star Wars, like it's famously like definitely with the prequels is green screen technology was like the majority of the filming. For both um, their two films anyway, like, like especially their two films. Yeah. So, so, you know, if you can't be on a location, this makes more sense because you have adaptive lighting. It helps the actors, I'm sure, more imagine where they are when the stuff is kind of there. They were shooting this, like, the height of the pandemic as well. So, like, there's so much, like, mask protocol and the filming protocols of safety and everything like that. They they were having to deal with while they were filming that. It's like... You, you use what you can you do what you can do yeah. and if it's safer if they can make that atmosphere safer and everything for them at that time i've got no problem with it if that's yeah. why there was only x amount of extras on set and why it felt small at times fine but you know maybe if they went back in and they could sort of flesh it out a little bit re redo the backgrounds you've got your shooter on the volume yeah does that mean you could just change that stuff i don't know how it works but like Maybe. Right. right. I'm Probably sure AI can pull get. the data that they know is in the in the in the computer. Yeah. To know what doesn't belong like what was in the volume and what's not and be able to separate those out. Um the uh O'Shea Jackson walking into it and then oh my God. shutting it off. Yeah. And him freaking out because it yeah. like apparently looks super great while you're in there. It reminded me of Invincible. With yeah. uh, the white Cecil Stedman in the white room, mm-hmm. um, go listen to Invincipod uh, yep. for those of you who don't know Coming what we're talking about. Um, uh, it, it's it's I don't know. It's the volume is kind of cool uh, for TV shows. Yeah. Um, I don't think it, it's really necessary for movies, but like I feel like doing an Obi Wan the theatrical version, even if it's like a Fathom Events thing, where if there's yeah. like a theatrical cut where people yeah. can go for a day or a weekend, do a limited release just so they can see it. It would get, you know, just get us in the theater, do an opening crawl, do whatever you have to do. Um, it doesn't need an episode title or, or an episode they number. Put, they put episodes of uh, Ahsoka in theaters. Like, why not do this? Like, yeah. 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 I think, a, I think a recut. Cause I think like what Deborah Chow did with the show, I think is really good. Um, and, when you watch the show, it's hard to remember like that they were doing this in like everyone like was masked up like COVID, like yeah. during COVID during lockdown, it's, it was hard to get stuff done and you can see it's a little bit of a limited, 
there's there's limitations to that to For that sure. stuff. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I don't think it's I don't think it's a horrible show, um, or terrible. I think it's a fine show. I think there's a lot of a lot of good stuff in there. I think the the stuff that shines is the Obi Wan and Vader of it all. Yeah. Like, like George Lucas left it so Obi Wan didn't know Anakin survived. He left it that way, but he also like kind of said like your father was killed by Darth Vader. So in Star Wars, so like. He knows some. He knows he's aware of Darth Vader by Star Wars. So yeah, we don't. There is we don't know why he knows about Darth Vader, mm-hmm. and so the whole thing with the show. And I think one of the things that is my favorite part, and one of the things I was excited about, was Obi Wan coming to the realization that Anakin Skywalker is still alive. And the, I think the way they the did PTSD it was PTSD that he has. That whole like opening yeah. three episodes and Obi Wan's PTSD and coming to terms with it, and then. Even more so, it's he sort of he starts to get his mojo back a bit, and yeah. then he loses it again when he gets his ass handed to him by Vader, and yeah. that's really impressive. And then he's that's when you get the flashbacks and you get him dealing with it himself, and he's he hits his lowest point because he knows that not only did he not kill his his brother, uh, his 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 brother slash son slash best friend like whatever you want that relationship to be however you feel about it it's kind of all of them at the same time mm-hmm. it's he didn't kill him he left him he's probably now suffered more because he didn't kill him and he's now at the peak of his evil he's he's fallen even further and everyone blames himself and he's always blamed himself for all of that and so and now the added stress of having Luke and Leia to protect, it's... Yeah. Ah, it's... Well, that's it's the thing, is very, these very 10 years or however long it's been, like how like maybe eight years, nine years later, five years later, however old they are, the kids are, um, 10, nine, his, 10. Part of the, his part of the bargain was essentially stay on Tatooine and watch the boy, yep. which he can do from a distance. He doesn't need to get involved with anything. His biggest conflict right. is with Owen that he can't, like, being a little bit nearer to him. Right. Yeah. But then when he finds out that Bale <laughs> lost Leia, yeah. it, it's like, it's such a good, it's such a good idea, which threw me for a loop when I watched the series for the first time. Cause I had, we were talking about him and Luke and like, Oh, what is and, he going to like? if he And if he leaves Tatooine, never it's a betrayal and everything like that. And like, and we saw Luke in the trailer and never once yeah. did we think, I don't think we said the word to Leia once leading up to, they did such good and they talk about it in this where like he was uh, like ewan was excited and that was one of the things that excited him about this particular story how everyone thinks they know what it's going to be everyone thinks it's going to be this thing where he's staying on tatooine like there was the john jackson miller uh kenobi novel where he's on tatooine the whole time and they were like is it going to be anything like that maybe dealing with some tuscan stuff maybe doing farmers maybe jabba maybe something like anything like that all these stories that we thought we could get Mm -hmm. i mean hell even inquisitors coming to tatooine he has to deal with that like all of these things like an eu book by the way yeah it felt like an older yeah yeah it felt like something that you know um i would hear stories about because before the prequels come out came out i had heard about mustafar 
I heard about the fight uh, on the volcano or whatever. Like, I don't think it was named na- but at that point, but like right. it was that, that volcano planet. We knew about that from like yeah. what, 85 when that like behind the scenes right. book about the original things. And yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I bet you if this was just a flat out book that was released during this Disney era, yeah, that it would be totally fine. And people would be fine with it, and they would have the complaints that they do, and it would... I mean, maybe it would have worked. Maybe the the length of it and the padding out of it would have worked better on the page if you're going to do it at this length, maybe. Because you don't need to worry about things like it looking great. Performances that some people didn't like, you don't have to worry about because it's however you read it. Um, What performances didn't people like? Well, people didn't like uh, Reva, did they? Performance? Well, that's... That's the problem that I get into. People always argue that it was the performance and the writing, but it's a well people, done character. People, it is I'm a well sorry, done character. It's a nice. Know, it's having, got having a having a force sensitive survivor from from Order sixty six who was in the Jedi Temple. How the show and starts. then and then moving up the ranks to get to Darth Vader, I think, is a really cool storyline. Yeah, and she's and but she's not line. she's not good. She's not doing it out of good. She is doing it out of revenge. She is doing it yeah. from the 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 dark side of the force is what is doing that. But she's she is a vengeful character. Yeah. But she's also like fuck all this. I don't give a shit about your empire. I want that guy. I want to kill him. Yeah. 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 And she fails, yeah. so she goes after his kid. Yeah. Dark. gnarly so like, dark. Like, like it's such a good i really like i really like her story arc um it's like it's i feel like it's one of those things where people weren't letting the story present itself because we don't know who she is and then we see her in the flashback and, and she then is we, abrasive we, she is abrupt she is like she is a bit of a dick that's the point is you're not you're not meant to like her you're not meant to be rooting for her she's the no. villain of the piece but like yeah she's she's abrupt and it is like she's abrupt to everyone and people didn't like that they didn't find her relatable or like what i don't know what i don't know what it is i i mean there's there's one very two very obvious things that it's like and just, I don't know, just the way the world is at the moment, it's like you can't avoid it. It's people are shitty, and people on the internet are even shittier. Star Wars fans are quite often the worst. So you put all those things together, and you've just got a hodgepodge of just terribleness. And then, as we were saying, no matter how you actually feel about it, you see enough of that that starts circulating in the culture enough, and you start looking for it. You start seeing it, even if you weren't looking for it. It's just too much of it is out there and yeah. it's bullshit i think a lot yeah. of it's bullshit you don't have to like the character i'm not saying that everyone has to like the characters no. but if you don't like it that's fine just have good reasons so here's a character i like and i really didn't i like i haven't really thought much of this character uh clearly one of the most classic characters in cinema and and uh a character who is, is cool and uh and i didn't really it really didn't hit me of vader's involvement with this show like obviously vader needed to be in it but it really didn't hit me how cool that is yeah until they were talking about vader's first day on set 
and everybody all of a sudden there's way more people on set than normal and i'm like oh man how cool would it be to be on a star wars set and see darth vader walk through the door and then they show that and i'm like man darth vader's like fucking awesome he's been around since i was a kid so he's always just been vader but it never occurs to me how much weight that character brings when you put him into a project like Lucasfilm has to probably really think hard. Do we put Vader in this? So like but Rogue it, and One. I feel like, like Rogue One, though, this feels like it carries so much more weight than Rogue One. And it, mm-hmm. it this show makes me dislike that scene in Rogue One more. I agree. Because it's like it it would have if they had held off, if they'd like if they'd held out and not done on-screen live-action Vader, because we'd seen him in Rebels and stuff like that. Great, cool, really enjoyed him in Rebels. But he was used sparingly. He's only in season two, really. And even then, he's only in maybe half of it, and it's only when the story dictates it. So only for the Ahsoka stuff. Um, But if they'd held out and waited for this and him walking through that town to be the moment that we see Vader in the Disney era... It still, it still whacks. Apart. It's all hindsight. Like, yeah, it's, but like, oh my god, they didn't know at the time. They didn't. And I, feel like, I get it. I get think what, Disney did. Yeah. I get why they did it, and I, I don't. But, I don't dislike that scene. I just think. But can I give you a rewrite on Rogue One? Oh god, I'm sure everybody Gary loves the, the hallway. <laughs> yes, everyone loves the hallway sequence, and I think Gary was probably gone by the time they. I think he was. Yeah, I don't think he had anything to do with that. Um. Okay. I, uh, here's, here's, here's my rewrite for Rogue One. Take out the Krennic, Krennic Vader stuff. Vader can be mentioned. Mm-hmm. Instead of showing Princess Leia at, Leia at the end saying hope. Mm. We just see the back of her. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Captain Antilles has Antilles, the card. Yeah. Makes her way into the hallway. They jump to hyperspace. Cut to the bridge of a star destroyer seeing it taking off and then vader just standing there in the window like classic vader looking out towards just just from behind just the 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 silhouette of it yeah 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 i think that would be super effective again like hindsight like Like, this was the second thing star wars did i think you can even have the devastator come in in the moment that it does in um in rogue one because that when when it jumps in above Scarif and like the the rebel ships have to sort of try and break off and one of them smashes into it love that that is the the devastator living up to its name it's so good it's such an impressive shot you have that and in your mind you're like fuck this is that this is that and then had the blockade runner boom hyperspace and then you can just see like yeah the bridge the classic bridge shot of devastator Vader stood where he stood, and then yeah. it jumps to hyperspace behind it, essentially like following. Yeah, just yeah. a slight re. It's not even a yeah rewrite. It's just a slight re edit, isn't it? You could do it quite easily, I think. Yeah, sorry, that'd be fun. I'd, that'd be fun. I just sent my messages to do not disturb. <laughs> um, it's all going off. Yeah. Uh, okay. I yeah, we, they, we talked about O'Shea Jackson, his his joy and him talking, like him saying that like it's Star Wars has always been such a family thing, just really gives me a lot of joy because you're like, 
hang on we know who your family is and that's super right. cool so, like, he did also picture... say like him and his, <laughs> his sister but also like your dad had to have shown him right the dad right? Like, right ice yeah. cube ice cube loves star wars is what we can infer from this and that's amazing i love that yeah um but yeah, I, I love it. It was super cute. And then I was thinking, like, he's still young. That guy's young. His his Star Wars would have been probably Phantom Menace. He talked about having once um, Jewel of the Fates played at his wedding. Um, <laughs> a weird choice, I think. Weird choice I for think, hey, you know, the stars. Right? Probably a bit better, but he could name Jewel yeah. of the Fates. So that's fine. Let him have it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's, he, he's, I've enjoyed him in everything that he's done, to be fair. Like, he's, he's, just seems like a really cool, nice guy who's he's a good performer, he's a really good actor. I hope we see more of him at some point. We said it during Obi-Wan Kenobi, but yeah. just throw that rebel cell in there. Like put them in something. Like Andor season two. By that point in Andor season two, yeah. like he should be at Yavin base. He should be part of the main alliance. Like how do the monarch, monarch legacy ha- of monsters thing yeah, where it's like Ice Cube and O'Shea Jackson like as the same character in different timelines. Yeah, uh, uh, have, what, have Ice Cube at the Battle of Endor, or even, like, uh, Return of the um, Post, like, in the sequel trilogy yeah. era. That'd be great. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Can I tell you something that made me absolutely happy? Again, we see the lightsaber stuff. We see him picking his lightsaber, um, which is which is terrific. But they show him coming in to get his new lightsaber for the series, and they have on the table the episode three version with the circuit board and the episode uh, four version mm-hmm. with the bubbles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, say, and then tell them this is the in-between that we're using. And it made mm-hmm. me so happy that they were so uh, detail-oriented. Because in episode three's Anakin saber, it looks way different than episode four yeah. Skywalker saber. Uh, again, the bubbles and the circuit boards are, are different. Um and uh and like the gold band around it with the red button are all different um so like that level the detail made me so happy because something that george probably didn't give a shit about and the prop makers like didn't stick to it as probably close as they should have but it is nice that there is that chunk of time there's a 20 years but where where the obi-wan uh production team was like we need to we need to address this yeah you know this is just like ralph I love the I love the idea that they just presented him with a box and said pick your lightsaber. But I still think they probably if they did that, I think they lent him in the direction of the one that he did for episode one because it you look at his episode one lightsaber and it does have like some similarities to his old Ben lightsaber as well. Like there yeah. is some look to it. In the same way that the Luke lightsaber has similarities to the old Ben lightsaber because that's what he would have used mm, as his reference. Yeah. Like there is some, there's a through line there. Um, yeah. I I like it. It's nice. It's just, I mean, it makes for good content that, that you can show. It's like, it's a good clip, isn't it? And they've got that footage of him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised they, there was no Jimmy Smith's in this documentary. And like, cause they talked to Joel Edgerton and Bonnie Pierce about how it was yeah. nice for them to come back, but there was no, jimmy smith's at all which was like a little bit disappointing i thought because he always seems really charming he's always game to play bail organa uh, he and probably he's shot for like one or two days maybe maybe they didn't yeah he wasn't in it all that much he probably came in just to shoot his scenes and probably didn't have time to sit down and chat 
Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the others did because, because he probably just showed up to like either the volume or a set or something. He wasn't out in like wherever that location was, where where the markets were and stuff. Um, uh, Joel Edgerton was. So maybe they just had more time. Yeah. more time yeah. to well they chat. and they they were definitely in more of it so they probably was just like yeah cool because they didn't really do a sit down with ian mcdermott either like they had some behind the scenes footage but that was right. all shot over here so that was full all makeup. Yeah. yeah yeah full makeup uh just to shoot his small amount of scenes was it it was his, just a his hologram right? yeah i mean for now we don't know if they shot anything else with him like cover for head to toe. yeah exactly like they could put him in anything they could just like you know, just, just run and some lines. With it, just saying every line. Just now gonna go like, through that much effort to do that. Then yeah, just run some lines. Get get with, a like, bunch of other stuff. And, and yeah. manipulation and CG, you can have them say whatever you want. They probably just mm-hmm. had them say like whatever twenty key phrases he needed to say, so they can feed it into a, a voice generator like Luke Skywalker. Love love that he was tripping up on the word execute though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just yeah. that's just fun. Um, seeing the reunion of Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen, I mean, come on. It was, it was just brought me so much joy. Like yeah. them talking about being brothers. And then the look that, that Ewan gives when he walks in, when Hayden walks into the, to the volume, it's just like the, these guys, you know? Uh, yeah. It's one of those things where it's like Hayden stepped away for a long time. He, he went and had his yeah. ranch and his family and everything like that. And understandably so but he knows that he's never going to be able to escape it and yeah. we've talked about it at length with people like Ahmed Best and how we we do wish Jake Lloyd well and hope that he is able to get the same sort of redemption arc that Ahmed and Hayden have had but like it's so nice seeing him come back and I think there's probably some trepidation with it he probably knows that not everyone's gonna love it he got a lot of hate back then but George assured him then, it's like, the kids who are watching this will grow up. They, You are their Anakin. You are going to be this. And we're at that stage now, and he's waiting it out, and he gets to come back now, and he gets to live it, and he gets to be a part of it. But I also get the sense that they might not check in. They might not remain like close pen pals or anything like that, but Ewan and him always got on. Like, they, they, always, they were super close. Like closer than he and Natalie Portman were, who they they were fine, they were great, and but she's gone off and had her career. She was kind of checked out by uh, episode mm-hmm. three, but again, like she's someone who will, is willing to come back for the right story. Um, yeah. So you never know; uh, we might get some. It's it's, it's got to be tough because, like, anytime someone says or anyone gets to be in a Star Wars, is like a huge deal. And you're going to do your hardest to do stuff. And then, you know, when people don't like it or people shit on it or whatever, it feels like probably it's a little bit of a betrayal. Like you were like sort of promised like, oh, the greatest franchise ever. And then just to get squashed. Um, What's great about this is that, you know, after the movies came out, Hayden Christensen probably went on and didn't the really the only thing he had from Star Wars was great memories on the set. And the shitty stuff happening after the fact. And for him to be able to go back and be with you and the guy who probably represents the good times. Absolutely. (laughs) The good times. It's Uh, like, even if if he felt comfortable. Yeah, that's it. Even if this came out and it 
was shit on and everyone was like still hated him and they didn't want him back and they never went back for Ahsoka. He gets to go and hang out with his mate again and do the stuff that yeah. they did back then and have fun with it. The saber, the behind the scenes saber stuff now looks they just still, like 2004. They still got it. <laughs> Like it it's the two the of same. them. Like yeah. yeah, seeing them older because they're they're both definitely older. Yeah, they look great, but they're definitely you know like fifteen years older. Oh, yeah, fucking twenty, almost twenty, 20 years, twenty five, yeah, nineteen like... years since Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. Um, that's nuts. Uh, mm-hmm. but to see them at it and it's like that is Anakin, that is Obi Wan, and it's it's so funny because they keep saying like. Deborah Chow keeps saying how Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan. And, you know, in 1999, I would have said, no, Alec Guinness is Obi-Wan. But we're at the point now where, like, Alec Guinness probably spent a total of maybe 20 days on Star Wars. I don't know. Uh, Return of the Jedi, he shot in one day for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, one day tops. No, Empire, Uh, I think he probably had maybe a week because of all that stuff, like... Maybe. I Maybe. I mean, he just shows up as a ghost at the at at Hoth, and then the shows up as a ghost before. Not much, is it? Yeah, he's, he's voiced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not a lot of time, and I know he originated the role and stuff. And I love Alec Guinness, but at this point, flawless, flawless like, performances, everyone. But like, but like, you and Ewan's, Ewan's picked it up, and he. It's what's great is he doesn't. He doesn't overtake Alec Guinness. He he feels like the same character. It's always, kind of it's like always Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, it's like Alden Ehrenreich. He doesn't. He's not taking away anything that Harrison Ford did, but he definitely has feels like the same character. It feels seamless. Yeah, but I mean, Ewan's just been has done it for longer <laughs> and for yeah. more. Screen we just time. got more of it. Yeah, you he's and I been both. Obi- have, we talked about Obi- it Obi-Wan for twenty five years. Yeah. Um, you and I talked about it. We've talked about it whenever Return of the Jedi comes up in the Force Ghost thing and how we both turned a corner. And now it, I prefer it being Hayden Christensen over Sebastian Stan. Um, sure. Sebastian <laughs> Stan's <laughs> different. Um, <laughs> that's, that's Luke, right? Um, yeah. yeah. It's like I'd prefer, I prefer it as Hayden. And that is one where weirdly, like, I'm still okay with it being Alec Guinness there, but I like it being Hayden. It's it's a yeah. weird one. Because we've got Captain no attachment Hayden. to Sebastian Shaw other than just seeing him under the mask at the end. Right. And I feel like I feel like what's nice about it is it's what Luke sees. Luke sees yeah. he knows Obi-Wan, his friend is this is Alec Guinness. He never got to meet Anakin. No. He never got to meet Anakin. And I think it's great. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's it's great for him to get that vision. It's more it's more like a he's he's gone and I know that he redeemed himself, but also he feels it himself. Anakin feels it. And and he's been embraced by Yoda and Obi-Wan. So for Luke, the only two people that he knows who had a connection to him. Yeah. Um, he doesn't What's great too is, is Luke, or anyone like that, but like, yeah. Before the Empire Strikes Back, Luke had this vision of what his father was. Yeah, and then in Empire Strikes Back, he found he finds out who his father is. So it's nice for Luke to be able to see, like, hey, listen, 
you weren't wrong about this great guy. Mm. You just never got to see him. So it's nice for him to be able to get to see him. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, for as great as it is to see Hayden in Ahsoka, and it's nice to see, like... Uh, Rosario Dawson and Hayden interacting and things like that. That's that's all story stuff. Like the the joy that I get from seeing Hayden and Ewan together, it's like it it carries more because a we saw it before. It's it's mm-hmm. more referential and it's like it just seems nice and they just seem like genuinely genuinely happy to be around each other. Yeah, um, I mean they're both yeah. good actors, but you know I I like to think that it is a genuine thing. There's this internet thing going around where people are trying to campaign to get Hayden Christensen to play uh, Shadow the Hedgehog in Sonic Three. Really? And I'm like, that's I was like, that's so what a weird thing. But then uh, after watching this, I'm like, uh, you know what? I like Hayden Christensen. It would be nice to see him. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, he's popped up now in Star Wars. Like I, I hope that he starts getting more things. But he also strikes me as the kind of guy who'll pick and choose. Now he's like, I've got that Star Wars money. I don't need to overexpose. I don't need to do this. Like I'll, if projects come along and they strike my fancy, great. But otherwise I'm good. I've got a farm. Like, yeah. He seems like he's got his head on, which is nice. It's nice to see. Uh, Someone who is like, we were talking about what people who had been through some shit because of backlash and was also in this, uh, Kamel Nanjiani. Today, like there was, there was a bunch of news about him going through therapy, and like it's still sort of traumatized about all the hate that uh, the Eternals got when that came out. Oh. Um, a movie that I didn't really like all that much, but see. yeah, there you go. It's it's totally skippable, but I I didn't think it was like the worst thing ever or anything like that. But Camille is great, and I think he's really charming in this. He's he's doing his thing he is more still his comedic thing but i really liked that character when he came back later in the series like he's it's good casting thought, it's good casting and someone else who could come back later on like would be happy to see more of yeah. uh haja is it i can't remember his name yeah 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 i i i, I thought he was great it was it's one of those things where you see his name show up as as you know part of the cast you're like oh he's probably a wacky droid yeah uh, yeah but i think we we when we did our trailer breakdown we were picked out those uh the droid uh whose name is escaping me uh who the helps one? everyone in no 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 that's the, someone else uh, the big yellow dude yeah there's the big yellow shows. like loader there's too many yeah. characters I used and they've all got a droid they've all got a droid um, but we i think we both thought oh that could be him he could be a voiced droid and that could be where Kamel comes in, but no, he wasn't. But that droid mm. was also great and lovable. Remind me, uh, I think it, it reminded me of uh, Baymax. I think that might be where you're going as well with it from yeah. uh, Big Hero Six. Right. Maybe there's an L. There's an L in there. I'm going to look it mm. up real quick. Um, talking about droids, though, uh, Vivian Lyra Blair um, playing yeah. young Leia. She. Yeah is amazing she like seeing her we know that she's amazing we've we've all seen that we all know she's great in this seeing her audition tapes or her chemistry read with ewan is so good because she's she's got it from there you go nedby um yeah. seeing her behind the scenes and hearing her talk about how she learned to read because of star wars like it was it was reading star wars yeah. books that helped her read 
And then just the way she said, like, she's she is so, so, so ahead of her years. The way she's like, and then, you know, R2-D2 came into my life and I fell in love. It's It was, it's, it's amazing. And she, you see her just on set, just playing with the droids because she loves droids more than anything else in the world. And it's, it's amazing. I mean, and then people shit on her. Uh, but it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's the whole don't yuck people's yum. Yeah. You know, like people, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Like, people, there is a backlash to cool. like spunky kids and things like that, like a precocious kid. Yeah. Like there is always a backlash to that, and it can be grating. I think when it's not done well, but she was so good, and she was Leia. I think that's the thing. Leia is precocious. Yeah. Leia is that character. So to see her fully, fully embracing that, like yeah. you can see how that little girl grows up to be. The person who's just been captured by the scariest, most evil guy in the universe, and all she can do is talk shit about him to his face when she's about three yeah. foot shorter than him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes sense, you know, that Obi Wan helped guide her in her youth. It all, it all does. It's additive. It's what we say all the time. It's it does what these shows do when they are hitting it best. Is they are additive. To that movies it yeah. makes the help me obi-wan kenobi message better this show makes that message better mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's good stuff i agree um uh, documentary you... documentary itself was fine it was it was all right it was nice did like, you notice it's, that... it's nice to see all of this stuff though it's nice to see the behind the scenes of these guys did you keep tabs of like who wasn't masking up i didn't i didn't shoot? I did notice uh, too. Oh, go on. Uh, uh, what's her name? Moses Ingram? Is that, uh, is okay. that her name? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Bonnie P Pace? Pace? Pierce? Pierce? Yeah. Pace? Yeah. Interesting. Which is weird for Bonnie because she seems, you know, easy to kind of get wrapped up in what other people are doing and follow along and, right? Yeah. And also, cult? like, she's in that cult, right? <laughs> Is that her? Right. There is a yeah. There's a there's a doc. I, I I don't remember. It was like the Nexium cult or something. She was in one of those like HBO shows as a person in a cult, which was oh, crazy okay. when they announced her for the for this because people were like, oh wait. Now oh. I'm looking that up because I don't want to get my shit wrong. Uh, Bonnie. I'm just gonna type her name in and cult. Yeah. Uh yeah, is the the next year, the M the N X I V. Oh wow. Oof. Uh it's not uh, like the chick from Species. She escaped. Was like... She escaped the cult. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But still. Um Yeah. Okay, so she, she escaped in in twenty seventeen and was like a an outspoken distractor. Wow. wow. Uh I think she's in yeah, the vow, the HBO documentary. She's yeah. in that. Crazy. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. But she got asked back to Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's nice. And again, <laughs> her and Joel Edgerton just seemed like super charming. They probably had like, well, they were in two movies together, but they shot them both during uh, episode two. Again, maybe a week's worth of work, two weeks worth of work back then in 2000. Mm -hmm. And that would have been 2001, 2002 that they shot that probably. Right. 
Uh, both Aussies, they maybe had worked together in other things or knew each other outside of it. They certainly seem familiar, but I feel like I feel like here, here's the thing. Like again, you get promised to be in Star Wars. Wow, what are you going to do? And you're like, yeah. I can't say, I can't tell yeah. you what I'm doing. But he could. They could probably talk to each other. Of course, they probably studied the performance of the original mm-hmm. actors. Mm-hmm. They probably had a lot of phone conversations. They also probably flew to. To, to Tunisia together because they were definitely in Tunisia. They were along then, with, yeah. Along with like probably hating Natalie Portman and and Anthony and Golden Tony. Yeah, yeah. That was probably it. And then like Clay Lars and, and stuff. And yeah, that the other but, yeah. But I mean it's they were partners. Every scene they had were pretty much together. They probably yep. ran scene line scenes over and over again. It was probably, you know, they were probably thrown on the on the uh like the the promotional tour circuit together as a pair. They were, they were so tied together that, you know, after, you know, they would have hung out a lot more. It's probably like, Oh, great. It's it's, it's so funny because we say this about how it's been so long. And it's like, uh, I've got friends who I've probably not seen for 15 years, but like if they pop back up and I went and grabbed a drink with them, you'd be able to catch up very easily. Like we all all get old and 15 years doesn't feel as long. also, they're being re-injected into the whole reason the same, they know each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's you get you probably get like a nostalgia hit. You probably mm-hmm. get like I can't believe we're doing this. Isn't this fun? Well, they uh, say we it's like it's... Through, we already went through all the BS and yeah. all of the big stuff. This is just like a kickback. We're here for another week, hanging out, mm-hmm. doing a show with these characters that we did, and and they get a lot more to do in this, um, which is great. Yeah, uh, I, but they. they I mean, it's, how, it's, there's it's no all... pressure. There's so much yeah. Star Wars out there now that it's like, oh, it's not like well, now, especially it's like, not, then there's not there's like this couple. sort of weight of, you know, 30 years of waiting for this movie to come out. It's no, it's, it's that's what I thing. hope for shows going forward is that they've seen that there's not everything is going to be loved by everyone and you're going to get that yeah. backlash. And I hope that it gives people from like it that sets them free to like. Do yeah. stuff. Do what they want to do. Give a performance that they want to give. Write the stories that they want to write, knowing full well that, like, fuck it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I feel like Tony Gilroy was that way. I feel I like mean, I don't like, think he gave he a fuck to begin with. Like, yeah, yeah. But like, I hope that it it gives them that because they're like, no matter what we do, it's not going to please everyone. So fuck right. it. Let's just go and make what we want to make. And they are like, they hold that conviction as opposed to trying to make something that is all crowd pleasing what's the wayne's world line uh led zeppelin didn't make songs that everyone liked they left that to the Bee Gees. like (laughs) yeah like let's just just do that just make be be led zeppelin again someone mentioned that they wanted to see some great new indie act or director do star wars but didn't know if they would be able to hack it i say Mm. let the small indie director that wants to make a star wars yes make a small star wars movie yeah, don't hunt um, them down. Let them pitch to you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they just be like, okay, you know, that's just... You know, give us a modest budget Star Wars. Love it. Do Love that. It. Um, I got a little PTSD when after the documentary was over, they cut to uh, Celebration. Celebration 2022. Where you and were. I was like, I was there. And they were like, okay, we're going to release two of them on this day. And I was like, I got a podcast to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think we sorted, it all got sorted out because they ended up releasing it like at like 
nine o'clock the night before, like it was like Something. East Coast time or something. It, it yeah. dropped, and but I was like, oh my gosh, I, yeah. I need to not, I need to not worry about well, this show. <laughs> I just need see, to enjoy yeah. Star Wars yeah. instead of being like, oh no, has the schedule going to work? That content, yeah, yeah, it's got just yeah, just have fun with it. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, man, I love seeing that stuff. I always there's something about seeing. Mm celebration and seeing the reactions that everyone has and seeing those Ewan, guys on stage but Ewan it. says Ewan, I think it was Ewan who said it he said he loves doing it because he gets to see like the real Star Wars fans I think he, he like I think there, was he a, there was a, yeah, there was a, a hesitation of saying that but it's true if anybody's been on the internet which we all have mm-hmm. versus anyone going to this actual celebration it's a different vibe. Everyone like, in celebration I, is yeah. actively getting up and going out to be to enjoy Star Wars as opposed you to just the love. being wherever your 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 phone is and just tossing out opinions. Like these are fans who are making an effort yeah, <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. to love the thing to it's, go show the love why, for like, this thing. Always, always during those bits, uh, like, and they've shown them at a few of these documentaries. That's when I get glassy eyed, is because I'm just like, yeah. fuck, I love that. I love that feeling. There's nothing like it. And yeah. like, celebration is exactly that. It is the most perfectly named yeah. convention. It is just a celebration of that stuff that we all yeah. love. We went to that one in 2022, which was two years ago. And I still mm. feel exhausted from it. It was a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. And so I'm like not excited to get back to one because I'm excited. it's tiring, but so I do I'm, want to I like, be there. I, I I did the London one last year. And again, that same thing. It's exhausting, but it's amazing. I probably yeah. won't be able to get to Japan next year. I can't imagine being able to get to yeah. Japan next year. Uh, right. But after that, like they've got to be back stateside, I would have thought. And I feel like no matter what, we're going to be there for that one. I think both of us have yeah. to be there for that one. Um, yeah. And I'm excited about that. Knowing that we've, we've got some time. We've got some time. We can make that work. We yeah. can figure it out properly. But like, yeah, it'll be great. Yeah. I like Star like, Wars still. Star Wars this, is this, great. This made me, me want to revisit episode one for some reason, even though cool. Hayden's not in it. But it, it made me, like, I think it was mostly the the seeing Liam Neeson's excitement. Oh yeah. He seemed really like happy to be back. Like speaking, speaking about a guy who was, couldn't have been there more than a day. Oh, seemed this, yeah, so no. excited. He's like, I have to be there. This sound like he's, he looks so happy. Oh, and as again, soon as he heard that Ewan was back and he heard what the story was. And when they pitched him on like, why, why uh, Qui-Gon would be there at this point, because he's gone through this lowest thing and he's overcome it. And then, and he's like, Oh, that's great. I love that. Like, and he'd done a couple of voice like cameos in Clone Wars over the years, like at the end of that. But yeah, as soon as he heard, like you could see it through his, in his eyes, like the excitement, it brought him back to like when he was on set with George. Yeah. You know, he seemed very, very excited to be. They all all talked about George. They all talked about being, this is, this Mm -hmm. is a continuation of George. Like, which was nice. Yeah. It's great. It's good yeah. stuff. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, really good show. Um, if if you didn't like it, maybe give it a revisit. You might like it I'm this thinking, time around. I'm thinking from now on, anytime Disney drops one of these making of things, 
I'll just give it a couple of years before I watch it because maybe yeah yeah because because if I watch this right after the series I'd be like oh, okay yeah right. I think I mean that's when I watched it first time around and I, I was like yeah okay cool I've oh seen I it. haven't I seen it like, yeah I haven't seen it before. yeah I watched it when it dropped um and I I was like yeah cool it was good and and that made me go yeah I enjoyed that show that was a good show but now it makes me go yeah I remember this and I remember that and that was really good and wasn't it cool to see the air speeders flying in and attacking that base? Like it's like stuff that we didn't even see in the documentary. Mm. Seeing the behind the scenes around it made me go, "Ooh!" And there was this bit, and there was this bit, yeah. like the, the city planet. I can't remember, like the the Hong Kong planet. Fucking great! What a cool yeah. looking place. Um, yeah. I'd love to with see the more clone of that. trooper with the clone trooper begging. Yeah, like like uh yeah it's it's a good yeah, show temp- i i definitely want to revisit it uh let's get a disney let's get a uh let's get a theatrical cut Great. version of this That'd be cool yeah That'd be really fun. i mean they did it with the clone wars cartoons yeah 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 they made a theatrical movie out of that like just do the same thing mm-hmm. we'll do better than that but but you can you All can right. trim it as well like you can make it you can make it fit um right. I should pull up a list, really, because we're going to be back in two weeks. I I'm going to call it now that we are going to skip data link next week. <laughs> I just um, yeah, because Ash Wednesday. I, I, yeah, sure. Why not? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just looked. I just popped up in my calendar. It's Ash Wednesday. It's uh, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day, isn't it? Uh, yeah. It's uh, um, yeah. It's the really Tomb Raider good. trilogy comes out. Uh, what, video game. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's the oh. revamped. Oh, the new ones. Graphics. Yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah. No, it's cool. the old. It's the old Tomb Raider. Oh, the old ones. Oh, wow. Oh, with new sweet. graphics. It's the first three. Stevie's excited for. We we tend to I pop stuff like we're excited about. We pop it in our shared calendar just so we're mm-hmm. aware of things because there's so much stuff out there. There's so many movies and things that we want to see and things we want to do. It's just easy to be like, oh, that's coming up. So How do you maybe, feel? I might say happy about, birthday to Stevie too. Her birthday's yeah, on Saturday. Yeah, Stevie's, Stevie's birthday on Saturday. It's like going to be our last episode before that. Yeah. So yeah, happy birthday, Stevie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fan of Reba. Yeah. She's uh, 007. Did you know that? Was that her? Moses Ingram, yeah. She's 007. Oh, that's awesome. In No Time to, in no time to Die because yeah. Daniel Craig uh, is his James Bond retired. Yeah. And so she's his replacement. Spoilers. But she's 007. Oh, that's great! Yeah, how great is that? Um, I, yeah, I'd, I like. I just completely. I think maybe it's a name that when I saw No Time to Die, I missed it. Like I, I was like, oh, that's her, and then I didn't think about it again. But yeah, that's cool. It's a James Bring, her back. Answer, Bring her back. Like, Bring her back into the next one. She just needs to be in a in a kaiju movie, and she's got my trifecta. And, and <laughs> Superman two. She could be in a Superman two. Why not? James Gunn's second Superman movie when he makes that. Yeah. Like she can be in that. She can hit all of them. Um, yeah. Was she in Game of Thrones? Uh, she know. could be. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, how do you feel about doing some trailers? We go back and we oh. watch either, like any of the trilogies trailers. Let's go with the original trilogy trailers. We do original trilogy trailers, non special, oh, non special edition, or including special edition. I don't know. I'll download a bunch and we can watch them as we. Yeah, but I think because it's one that we can like watch, watch as we do, like watch yeah, as we do the episode. Do it. It'll be a watch along. Should we do a trailers watch along and like because we can talk about yeah. our feelings and how we thought of them at the time, any memories of those trailers? Um, they're fun. 
Trailers are great. I love a good movie trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Awesome. Sounds good. So in two weeks' time, Star Wars original trilogy movie trailers. Don't need to do any homework. Just tune in and watch along with us. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Um, Yeah, go go follow Getting Lost Doc on everything. Go follow and subscribe to Top 10 Tacos on everything. Um, I left a a review on iTunes. I don't think I can see them because they're in a different country, but I might be able to. I'll have a look. Um, But yeah, that, that stuff helps. So yeah, go do that. I don't talk about that over there or here. You can do that. I mean, it's essentially well. me saying I've been waiting for years for a UK based taco review show and it's finally amazing. Here. I mean, yeah, we, we, we are, we're just giving people what they want. <laughs> Sarah says, have a good day, everyone. Sarah, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I have uh, some text to, to respond to once I'm done with this. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. But remember everybody don't give in to hate. I'm finding caught him off guard. Off guard. <laughs> I, him off guard. I was I was going off of what he just said. <laughs> Don't give it to hate. Celebrate the love. Eat a taco. Oh.